us this evening. Uh, well, even in, in, in Arizona, it's still about, just about uh, 4 o'clock, a little bit after 4 o'clock. But it's wonderful that you all are joining us. Take some time out for the day to uh, learn and, you know, for us to fellowship and be able to uh, go into the Word of God. I, I call it just a gird up to arm up because it's, it's really encouraging when we're able to take, take an hour out of our day, regardless of what we're doing, and just fellowship with each other and, and pray pray for each other. Um, there was I, I was listening to a, a, a podcast this morning. Uh, the guy's last name is Brian. Mud told Mud told me he was a kin, some kin to us, but uh, I did work with them for a while, so I do know that the original Bryants are from North Carolina, and I don't know he he is some some uh, actually some akin to the Bryant family. I don't know where he at, but he's a young man, so I think he's probably in his early fifties. But him and his wife was on this morning, and uh, we're going to discuss some of the things they were they were saying. But it's great for us to just take some time out and be able to kind of uh, fellowship and grab from each other. That's encouraging, and hear each other's testimony, and that's very encouraging. So I want you all to please speak up. Uh, I did anyone want to want to volunteer and open up in prayer, and we get to it. I will. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Father God, we just want to thank you for one more day. We want to thank you how you wake us up and start us on our way, God. As we go into the Bible study and prayer tonight, God, touch each and every last one of us all together, God. Help us to understand the word, brother. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much. Be right to the point, right and direct. Uh, before we get started, what I amen. wanted to do is make it a little bit uh, interested in this evening. Uh, just give you something to chew on for the next few days. Just to give you something to kind of think about or either go in a word and search it. You, all of this you already know, but sometimes it's kind of just uh, think about it. So get a pen if you want to jot down a few things. Now, uh, first I want to, first question is, how many days has it been since Jesus' resurrection? If you know it, just answer. How many days has it been since Jesus' resurrection? Dun, 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 dun. How, how, how it go? Dun, 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 dun. I give you 30 seconds. No, I don't want that long a time on, on the air. <laughs> it's been 35 days since Jesus' resurrection, so you might want to put that one down. Next question, how many days did Jesus walk with his people before he went to sit on the right hand of his father? How many days was Jesus here before he went went to heaven, the final, final uh, when, he, when everybody was standing around and he was leaving? How many days had, uh, did he walk around here on earth after the resurrection? That's why I know we needed this trivia because it's something to think about. It was 40 days, 40 days that he walked around. And really, you can't find anything in the Bible exactly what he did, but apparently he was here. There was no magnificent healings and all of that, but he was here for 40 days uh, back with the disciples. And it really does not show a lot, you all, uh, in the scriptures about that. Now, the next question is, when is Pentecost? 
Sunday for 2022. And we already have Pentecost. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, Pentecost is 50 days after resurrection. 50 days. 50 days after resurrection. Okay, I'll give you that one too. It's Sunday, June the 5th. 2022. These are nice little things to know when you want to kind of put things together. And then sometimes you might even be sitting down talking about talking with some people that may not be familiar with the word of God. And then they might want to ask, you know, what is Pentecost all about? Remember the Pentecost is when Jesus told them to go sit and stay in the upper room. And then the spirit of his, the Holy Spirit was going to come. And remember he said when he was going to the father, he was going to ask the father to send another comforter. This comforter is able to be within each and every one of us. Once we receive Jesus in our heart, that we believe that he is the son of God. And he died on the cross. He raised and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. People, we have the salvation and we do receive the Spirit of God at that time. The uh, the Holy Spirit comes in and lives within us at that time. So this little trivia, so hopefully you're able to take it and do something with it. You know, it's it's good to kind of mutter it in your head and put everything all together and see and see and just see where you're at, where you're at it right now. Uh, let's see. We're going to go with, now again, we're on, uh, Proverbs 18 and everything that I get you all, the Lord just, for some reason, he gave me to go to Proverbs today. A lot of this we may already know, but, but it is exciting to be able to, uh, kind of rehearse it in your brain, rehearse it because it al- always will be able to help you. Now, the book of Proverbs, it says it was written by Solomon, the son of David. Remember, the king of Israel, it was his son. And Solomon was the son that was birthed after Bathsheba. And and David had a child. He died. And the next son was Solomon. Solomon was a wise, very wise person. Very wise. And and there is one thing that Solomon did that... (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> that amazes a lot of folks. He wrote a lot of books in Proverbs. But one thing, can anybody think of that one thing he did? Uh, there was two women that came to him uh, fighting over one child. Does anybody remember that? He was going to cut the child in half, but one of them said not to do it. Uh-huh. And, and actually, it was the mother of the child says not to do it. And she just give her baby up before she see her cut up. But the one that was lying all all the time, she's the one who said, "Go ahead and cut him," because there was no build to her, no big deal to her. Uh, but so that that's kind of who Solomon was, and plus he's had a lot of wisdom. But his downfall was the many, many, many uh, women that he had because he had so many wives that he had to please all these wives that was from all over. And he had to worship their gods and everything. But at the very end, that was his downfall. Similar to his his dad's downfall, David's David's downfall when he died, they said that they put a a live young woman in the bed with David and he couldn't even respond. He was dead, totally dead. You know what I mean? You are naturally death. He couldn't do anything. He he was just wore out and had so many in his life. But 
as we go on into this lesson, we want to, uh, I want to give you a few little pointers. I, I, that, that's the, what, the whole grasp, the whole grasp of, of this particular Proverbs 18. One of them, it says that uh, you shouldn't speak before you've heard what's going on. We do that in the nature, in the natural side. A lot of times we go, bah, 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 and we don't even know the whole story, the whole gist of the whole story. Hear the Proverbs tell us, be wise. Don't even speak before you've heard what's going on. Another one, it says it's tough to deal with a broken spirit. When somebody is totally depressed, their spirit is broken. Uh, they don't want to understand. I've had substance enemy issues with different people that I've spoken with. They they can't hear the word of God because their spirit is so broken. And when your spirit is broken, you into this pity zone. Woe is me. Woe is me. Another point is said it's helpful to give gifts. You know, sometimes that's that's what the proverbs say. It's nice to give gifts sometimes. Uh, another one was hearing a cross examination can help throw something that's initially seem reasonable into a question. Into a question. That's me. If you got a conversation going on to somebody else with somebody and you don't really know what's happening, if when you have two or three people together, do some cross uh, uh, cross uh, examination. A ask some questions. You know what's what's going on, so you can get the whole gist of the whole thing. It's according to Proverbs. That's the way you get some wisdom. And another one, it says, this one is amazing. I want you all to ask, answer the question for me. It said, casting lots help in disputes. Casting lots help in disputes. Now, to draw lots, to the word is uh, means to draw lots to determine a matter of, by chance. Uh, the... Remember this. This is a question. What happened to the what? What did the guards do before Jesus was crucified with Jesus' garments? What they they cast a lot. They cast lots for his his garments. That's what they did. So now in uh, Matthew twenty seven and thirty five says, and they crucified him and parted his garments. Casting lots that is might to that that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. That was already spoken in the, in the Old Testament. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. Um, in this day, you know, I've, I've had some discussion with some really Holy Ghost filled people, and they don't like that. They don't believe they did it. But anyway, in this day, it is the same as gambling what they did. They gambled for his clothes. That's what they cast their lots for. Uh, so let's get on into Proverbs 18. First verse, verses, unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. Bottom line, unfriendly you, we can, we can apply this to our lives, people. We have actually been around some people that it, it's, it's uh, they don't care if if they're unfriendly. They don't want to be bothered with you. They don't want to say nothing. They just people only. They only care about themselves, and they lash out at common sense. You can say something to some people that only care about themselves, common sense stuff, and they can't relate. Can't, can't this can't get it together as to what you are saying. Uh, going down to verse two, 
This is in the Bible, Proverbs 18. It says, this is the New Living Translation too. Now, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. This is what Solomon said. This is what God gave Solomon to write. Fools have no interest in understanding. This is reality for you all. We're going through this. It's a part of wisdom. The book of Proverbs is wisdom to give us wisdom. And when we don't have that wisdom, we need to ask God to give it to us. And if you got the Spirit of God living in the hill, he'll direct you as to where to read it. Uh, you'd be interested in, in learning these things. Now, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Been, have you ever been around someone like that? Yes. Okay. Now, verse 3 says, Doing wrong leads to disgrace. I'll say this slowly. Doing wrong leads to disgrace, and scandalous behavior brings contempt. That's what the word of God is saying. And this is wisdom. We can apply to ourselves, apply to our lives. And when we're not done, we have the spirit. God has given us a gift of discerning. When we're able, when we see people with this kind of stuff, and don't don't take it and be passive with it and just say, well, oh well, I don't believe that. But no, the word of God is telling you, when they do something wrong, it, it leads to disgrace. When we think about some situations or we've seen people do things wrong and we know it's wrong, it can disgrace them, it can disgrace the family or friends or whoever around you. We see that. Verse 4 says, wise words are like a deep waters. Wisdom flow from the wise like a bubbling brook. When someone gives you a word that's wise and makes sense, it's like deep. It's it's a deep word. We 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 know what deep in the natural what something deep is. And it uh it said wisdom flows from the wise from a wise person. Now y'all not not like a fool or idiot. It said wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. Can you imagine what a bubbling brook looked like? Just just imagine that in your mind. That is, that's the, uh, in the natural, what a, a, a brook of water and it's bubbling. When it bubbles, it's something down there causing the bubble. Most of the time, I would think about when you boil water, heat, put heat to water, the bubbles start to come. I mean, it's hot. You could take that and apply that spiritually, knowing that it's like a hot. A hot word for you, and it boils, and it can turn in your spirit, kind of open your eyes and say, Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, you kind of chew on that. Okay, uh, let's see. Wait a minute now. Verse 5 It is not right to acquit the guilty or deny justice to the innocent. It's not right to acquit the guilty or deny justice to the innocent. When we say the acquit, A C Q U I T, what does that word mean? A C T Q U, huh? Accept. Accept. Okay. A C T. A C T. I. Wait a minute. Let me go back to what you are. Excuse me. A C Q U I T A C Q U I T A C Q U I T 
green. Right. Let's see. So let me let me uh this this think about this a minute and say so it's not right to free the guilty. Period. If you're guilty, there's a there is a uh, um a price you got to pay. That's in the natural. Yeah. It's if you do something mm -hmm. wrong, wrong, you you're going to be uh you're not going to be set free if you did it wrong. You're going to be charged. You're going to be sentenced. You're going to go to jail. Bottom line, and our other our it says also it's not right to free the guilty or deny justice to the innocent. If you're innocent, it's not right if they deny justice to you. That's what the word of God is saying. Now, number six says, fools' words get them into constant quarrels. And they are asking for a beating. <laughs> I, love, I love how, how the, word is, the word fool is right there in the Bible. So Jesus called people fools, and we, we can do the same thing. I do, I do know some teachers say, oh, you shouldn't call call uh, people fool, but they're fool, they're fool. Fool's words get them in constant trouble, and they are asking for a beating. Bottom line, they're asking for a beating. The seventh says the mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. A lot of times when you're lying, you forget that you're lying and you tell somebody else a deeper lie, a deeper lie. If you tell what just Judas said, if you tell the truth in the beginning, you don't have to remember all that stuff. Stuff. Now, verse 8 said, rumors are, are, are dainty morsels. They sink deep into one's heart. When uh, you got somebody that's gossiping or... Uh, they they call or you have someone that calls you and I always want to tell you some issues or something. Now now when you gossiping about a person, you're not able to go to that person and tell them what it is. But here it says rumors are dainty morsels. You know, look think about those little bitty drops of chocolate. <laughs> I look at that like little morsels of chocolate, and there is a chocolate mors morsels. I think there is one when you're making chocolate chip cookies, and so that's like they seep deep into your heart. It's like you eating a whole the heat eating a chocolate morsel. That's what happened. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things a lazy person don't care they don't care about anything be honest with you they don't care about nothing they don't respect what somebody else has they don't have nothing they don't want to yeah. do nothing so why should they respect what you have when they don't, ha they don't have nothing and they don't care about what you got and they don't care enough about themselves uh, verse 10 the name of the Lord is a, is a strong fortress, and the godly run to him and are safe. Think about that. The name of the Lord, this is what the word of God is telling us, you all. Think about it. Chew on this. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. Like it, it, you're behind a wall, a high, high, high wall. You're in, you're in a war zone or you're in some kind of situation. And when you call on the name of the Lord, he will hear you. You become safe and he will take charge. He'll give you wisdom and direction how to fight that storm or how to get through that situation. This is what God would do for us when we're living in his kingdom. It says the name of the Lord is a strong fortress. And put that in your mind and think about it. The godly, when we yeah. run to him, 
we are safe. We, no matter what the situation is, when you think, call on the name of Jesus, you become safe. He says in the word, all you got to do is call his name and he's there. He's there. Um, down to uh, 11 says, the rich think of their wealth as a strong defense. They imagine to be a high wall of safety. Think about it. Which on the rich rather think about all their wealth and all their money? They think that's that's their strong defense. They got money; they can buy anything. But you cannot buy freedom in your your soul. You can do all the killing, all the damage, all the all the scheming. You can have millions of dollars, but unless your soul is free, you are. Uh, like I said, the rich think the rich. It, it says the rich, but it could be anyone, anyone that uh, is blinded or in in bondage, and you don't call on Jesus. That bondage is not a state safety place. The only time you have safety is in the arm of God. That's the only way you're safety. This is what I like. Verse twelve. It said, "Haughtiness goes before destruction; humility precedes honor." Haughtiness. Somebody, somebody, comment on this. What, what's haughtiness? Hey. Okay. What's another one? Pride. Remember the word says, "Pride comes before the fall." When you get up there and you think you're almighty in this, uh, you will, you will have destruction. You know, the word tells us uh, pride comes before the fall every time. Look, 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 look at Satan, how he got all haughty and thought he was better than God. Then one day God just kicked him out of heaven. Jesus was saying he was praying one day and he saw him fall out of heaven. And that's why we got, he's down here on this earth still running around thinking he could do it. He get all prideful. You get someone that say win, win, win the lottery and, and all of a sudden uh, they get so prideful, they're better, better than anybody else. But the word of God says that humility precedes honor. When you know who you are and someone wants to honor you, you easily accept it. You don't get haughtiness and say, oh, I deserve this. I need this and because I did such and such a thing. The word tells us if we we have humility, we can humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. Uh, going to verse 13, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. That's what we talked about earlier as one of the bottom line things. When you're spouting off before listening to the facts, it's both shameful and foolish. And have, I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with anybody, ever, someone that knows everything. And they they think they're better than anybody, and their their idea is uh, their own interpretation, and they just go run with it, and don't want to hear nothing nobody else. But the word of God has said that that type of person is both shameful and foolish. Now the human spirit can endure a sick body. This is fourteen. The human spirit can endure a sick body, but who can bear? A crushed spirit. Do we, do we understand what that means? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, 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 true. so true. 
uh, our, our human spirit is our, our, our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's what's included in our in our human spirit. So, so we can be sickness. You know, I, I've been sick, but I'm not sick physically. I am still kind of down and out, but I am not mentally sick. But, but, but if you have it within our spirit, it says we can endure. We can endure a sick body. We uh we can go through the COVID or, or whatever. We can endure that. Now this is what the the uh, minister Bryant and his wife was talking about this morning. It was talking about the fact that so many people have gone through COVID and they didn't make it. Then some have gone through COVID and they made it because they were able to uh, stand in it, believe God, take the medicine, do what you're supposed to do, and you made it. But then you think about some of these people, they get to COVID, they, they have no endurance whatsoever. Because first of all, they're not trusting and believing God will heal them. So it said, but who can bear can, a... Can to, Go ahead. I can testify. I'm a survivor. Okay, amen. Amen. I'm a, I'm a survivor of COVID. All right, then. Thank you. And I think my sister, my sister Adel is a, a survivor of COVID also. But if you just give up, you your spirit, if your spirit just give up, you won't live here. won't be here long. But you can endure it. Well, you know who Jesus is in your life. You can do it. You, I ain't ready to go nowhere you are. I, tell you, I ain't ready to go. God made a promise to me years ago how long I'm going to be around here. I'm going to be around here long, long, long to finish and get out what his word to do. I, I, I don't, uh, it says also, but who can bear a crushed spirit? When, you, when you're down and out, you're depressed, you see no light nowhere, eventually you're going to die. You won't be able to bear it. But your spirit yeah. can bear a, a physically sick body. A physically sick. But but if you have a crushed spirit, that's your mind if your mind's all warped, you can't think, you can't hear no word, you, you can't do nothing. You can't control anything within your own body. Th- that's a weak person. And this is what the word of God is. We don't have to live like that. Because of who God is and what He's provided a way to get to Him and believe His word, we we can be well at whatever. But we have to be obedient to what the doctors tell us to do. You all—that's one thing we have to do. Uh, a lot of us don't want to believe and listen to the doctors. They just think that Jesus is gonna wave a wand and and, and everybody is gonna be healed. But see, if we don't know who He is, we ain't gonna be healed. Verse six fifteen said, "Intelligent people are always ready to learn. The ears are open for knowledge. When you're intelligent, you're in the right mind. You got a clear head. You have a desire to learn. Learn. We have run into people that don't want to learn nothing. Ignorant. They want to stay ignorant that way. And you know what? I don't believe in spoon feeding nobody." Only time I spoon fed somebody was my three daughters when I took a spoon and fed them their food. I never had to when I teach them things. I taught them as a young 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 children. And we all have done that with our children. We can teach them, lay things out for them, right and wrong, show them uh, examples of things. Uh it says that an intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Young children love learning. 
love learning and love just sitting down expressing themselves uh thinking of little things to do and I, you know I, t- I talk about Kennedy and Ben all the time because that's what they do it, it, Kennedy can take a piece of paper and sit down and write her little poem or draw her something and it's so and all kids do that if you give them the opportunity to, to grow if you keep them shut up nothing to do uh sit down and be quiet see that that makes them ignorant they don't have any knowledge they're not able. Knowledge grows as you learn more. You you get it. You it grows. It's not stagnant. Sixteen say giving a gift can open doors. It gives access access to important people. Sometimes it's okay to give a give a gift to somebody. My mother gave gifts to many many women in, in our community, and that's something I'll never forget. She always gave. And she, you know she knew a lot of women, and a lot of women knew my mother. She, it was it was a good reputation she had in the community. This was back during the days when the black people didn't have that much access to. But what she got, she always shared it. And because the, the community or the people that had farms and stuff in that area knew that Miss Ethel was going to give it to somebody, they brought even more to her. And she shared it. She didn't let it. She didn't close it up in a house. In, in her closet somewhere and let it get rotten. She gave it out. Uh, it says, now 17, the first thing to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination uh, begins. Think about that. You're sitting in court and you already got, got your story right. Uh, if it's a tale, you already got it right what you're going to say. But it said, now, uh, when it comes down to the cross-examination, um, when that begins, you get to stuttering because you didn't get, you didn't have yourself together, or it was not the whole truth. This is something we we can learn, learn with, and share with our, with others. Now, eighteen say flipping a coin can end arguments. It can. It can end arguments. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it settles disputes between powerful opponents. And you've seen those situations on uh, people come up and you got a dispute with somebody else. That that was more so in the earlier days. They don't do that now. Nope, there's a different way they do it now. But in the earlier days, the two men uh, would come up, or women, or whatever, most of men, come up, they'll flip a coin, and you call a coin, what side of the coin is yours? And they say, if you call heads, heads came up, they, they, you were right. That settled the dispute. If you were doing heads and tails over the object, if your your head came up or tail came up, you got it. It settled the dispute between the two people. All right. Now, nineteen, an offended friend is harder to win back than a forty-five city. Think about that. When someone is offended or off into their self, you can't. It's it's like very hard to get them back because they if you step it's like stepping on their toes with spike heels on and they have no shoes on and they're mad they're gonna stay mad until you apologize if 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 you never apologize it says arguments separate friends like a a gate locked with bars envision that in your mind when you have an argument between friends uh brothers and sisters whomever because I hear that a lot of times, uh, it, it, it's it's like a bar. It's like like a prison. You're behind a prison. When you get offended, you are sitting. You yourself is behind the prison, 
waiting for somebody to come and bring the key to unlock the uh, bars, unlock the gate so you can get out. Think about that. Down to verse 20. We only got four more to go. Like I said, it wasn't going to be long today, but four more to go. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right word brings satisfaction. When someone gives you a word, uh, most of the majority of the time, when we hear something wise, a, a lot of times we have deaf ears. When God has to send someone to you to give you a wise word, a lot of times you either receive it or don't. But if you receive it, it like settles your soul you, because that word has already been given to you by the Holy Spirit. That, that person is just coming with the confirmation. It's like a good mood. It's like a good piece of steak in your mouth. To me, it's like a good piece of chocolate cake in your mouth. And that, that makes me feel good when I can get a good, good old piece of chocolate cake or a good old piece of coconut cake. You apply it how you want to do it. But it brings satisfaction to your soul when you get a good word from somebody. A good word. Now, the tongue, down to uh, 21, the, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I have learned something over these years, you all, that I've been doing ministry to uh, for, for women of out in the ministry field. That's, that's really, I've been out since 96, heavy duty. And there's one thing that I picked up from some old ladies one time. It said, if the person popped the lips, they're lying. <laughs> I never heard that one. If they pop, and, and, and I, I can look, sometimes, it's, you watch it, watch it sometimes. Just when you're minding your own business and somebody doing all that talking to you, if they got to go, that's a lie. They're lying. That, because they're taking a breath to figure out what they're going to tell talk, say next. It says, the tongue can bring death or life. Is a lot of times what we do, you are we speak negative to our own selves. Oh, I'm going. So, I'm so sick. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna die with this sickness. You you speaking death to yourself. If you want to speak life, oh, I got a cold, but I'm I, I'm gonna be fine. I'm taking me some medicine and getting this mess out of my body. You you're not speaking death. Oh, I'll never have a car. My car broke down and ain't no good. I don't know. I ain't going to never get no car. Ain't no way to be able to get this repaired. Oh, no, I can't do that. I can't pay my rent. Well, get up and go to work. I don't feel like working. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 our tongue, we have to be able to bridle our tongue. We talked about that last week. Remember, Quintina, from that scripture? Talking about bridling your tongue. We have to watch what we say. Yes, have to watch what we say in all circumstances. Now, 22 says, says, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. Bottom line. And it's, it's uh, I can't remember where it's related to another proverb that says, uh, a man finds a wife finds a good thing. Uh, it, it, that's true. When a man finds a wife, not when a, when a woman go out and look for a man. It says here in the words, when a man finds a wife, he finds a, a treasure. And we know treasure is, is something good, valuable. And he receives favor from the Lord. And th that's the bottom line right there. If you find a wife, you yeah. find a treasure, and you got some favor from God. That's awesome. 22 said, the poor plead for mercy, and the rich answer with insults. Think about that a minute. 
uh, a poor person pleads for mercy. God, please help me. Please get me out of this situation. But a rich person say, oh, oh I can handle this. You don't have to do nothing for me. I can do this myself, God. That's how we speak sometimes. Not to say we here on the line, but that's how people speak sometimes. And the very last one, there are friends who destroy each other. But a real friend stick closer than a brother. 24, I have walked in it many, many years. People get very, uh, they see you doing something. First of all, they get jealous. They can lie on you. They try to steal what you got or say they did and she especially especially in the church, you all, church community. I'll, I'll say it like that. If you don't see it, that means you ain't in church community dealing with anything. You ain't watching what's going on. There is no perfect church nowhere. But I do know in church and most of my actions have been in the community. Out in the field, out where the people live. And then you have like people that comes want to go ministering with you and uh they don't like what you're doing or how you're saying it they go they can become a tail barrier a tail barrier or, or a tongue wagger a busybody busybody somebody they want to give a prophecy tell tell the person uh, a, a prophecy of what god said you when you for those of you that said ministry uh, even everyday life, you have to watch who's with you. We talked about that so many times. You have to watch who you with, who you with, who you're going out in the field and, and work with, because there's so many people that don't like us. Even especially in this day and time, you know, this day and time, people are out to kill. They don't care who you kill. But be mm-hmm. know that a real friend would stick closer than a brother. A closer than a brother. You know, I, my, my brothers are pretty close to me, but I, I understand what it means when you have a real friend. My brothers can be real friends. I, my brothers don't speak that much. But because of who they are, they still have some of that wisdom their mama and daddy put in them. And they'll sit when it comes to them. They'll sit and leave it alone. They would just let it go. Oh, let's see my computer trying to act up. Uh, they they would just leave it alone. They'll say the word and leave it alone. That's how we should be every day. You say it. They don't receive it. Jesus says, shake the, shake the dust off your feet and keep going because there's so many other people out there that can be friends, people that's ready to hear a good word from you. And they'll stick around until they get so educated that they will become, um, it said the, the student never can overtake the master the master teacher but that we can see in this world where our eyes are open we know the natural stuff we can't ignore things you all people see what you're doing and all of a sudden they they want to try to do it but they can't imitate it because they don't have the same spirit you have but there are many many people that that want to do take your job can i say it that way take your job and go out and say well this is what i did i did I uh like like I said to you all, God has so many gifts and talents for us. I want us to be able to walk in His kingdom, know what He has for you, and and do something. You know, don't live a whole life, blah blah blah, not doing anything. I I I'm sitting in this wheelchair all day, and I have I have a a time thing. I I get up, I'm getting so I I still I still 
I get up around 4.30 in the morning, I do prayer or whatever, and then I fall back to sleep. Then I might get up about 7.30. This is doing, the, doing my regular routine. And uh, I don't eat breakfast real early because I'm getting so now. I only eat one meal a day because I'm sitting in this wheelchair and I don't want these hips to get so big that I have to get me another wheelchair. But uh, so with the one meal a day, I have a routine as the different things that I, that I do to maintain my day. <coughs> but I do make sure that I take some time to relax and spend some time with God so that I will make it to the next day. And that's what all of us have to do. Don't always allow so many people to just speak into your lives. Speak that vomit into your life. And you can't do anything with it but still flush it down the commode. It ain't worth nothing. Just, just don't be, think of a hog pen. I don't know if you all have ever seen a hog pen. But you can look on TV, Google and find out what ones look like. What what the uh, person that owns a hog pen do? I I know they used to do this back in the day when we, I when I was coming up. My mama used to seal this sit this old this uh it was like a like a uh, a a little small a small uh, what is it called you all? It was white. They used to call it a chamber in New York, New York pad. Because my aunt lived on 126th Street and they had one bathroom on that floor. So each apartment, most of the people had their own little chamber. So when they got up at night and they needed to go to the bathroom, they used that chamber and peed right in that chamber, did whatever in that chamber. And in the morning, they get up, go to the bathroom and pour it out. Um, in North Carolina, and in North Carolina, it was called a slop bucket. My mama had a lot of children, and we didn't always eat everything. And she was raking in this slop bucket and sit and sit it out for the farmer to come by. Whomever had hogs to come out and take that slop bucket, and they take it and go pour it in a barrel in their truck, and then bring the slop bucket back. Let's not be like that, you all. Let's not let's not allow that to happen in our lives. As if we're pigs, we just eat vomit. Can can I say it enough? With uh, each stuff that people give you, you know, it don't even make no sense. So when we go back through this lesson, we can look at some of the stuff people do. Don't make no sense, but but you can't you can't cry over it. Just make sure that you're not doing it. Yes. <coughs> that you're not doing it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna cut this short because my breath is getting real short. But I want to ask you all, somebody, please make some comments and tell me what you could take out of this lesson today. Well, I like the last one you were bringing up about truth, about friends. Uh-huh. I, I realized in my age that I have come to a point in my life and my friends said, oh, if you don't do this and do this, and I said, well, you're, I'm, you're not looking for me. I'm not looking for you. I have a few true friends on my list, and I'm blessed to have those that I don't care what I'm going through. They're there. If I need something, they're there, and I'm vice versa with them. And I call them true friends no matter what. They're there. All right, they don't amen. Take up your time. They ask you what you need. Well, how can I help you? And I don't need person just gossiping, arguing, and drama. I have to take that out of my life. I can't do it anymore. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh uh-uh. It takes up your energy. Yeah. Yes, it does. You know? I... And you got to spend more time with God. You got to. You got to. These are lessons. I guess as you get older, you're supposed to get smarter as you get older, not stupider. 
Say it. You speak it. So, you know, and, you know, just like you had the folks, the crabs in the basket. Uh-huh. You got to keep these people from distracting you. That's what it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That, that's key. Anyone else? Um, I, what I got from it is the um, life and death, the power of the tongue. Um, I see now more when I speak positive. Uh-huh. Uh, um, more things, great things is happening. So I'm more watching what I say. All right. Anyone else? Anyone down in fourteen? Oh, I just want to bring up. I just want to bring up one more thing, Vera. Uh huh. the lesson. If people are, are, you know, look up the forty because the forty is such a significant number, and I'm glad you brought that up today as you uh-huh. research it because there's so many things that we don't realize what the forty number means. Like yes. Forty days wandering the desert. Forty days of rain and night. Right. Like said forty days Jesus being in the depth with the devil. There's so many things. There's so many things. And we 45 weeks, it's, it's 40 days, you know, you, you just don't think about it, you know, in yeah. terms of the thing 40 meaning so many exactly. things in our life. Exactly. And, you know, the lesson itself is, is a good lesson to kind of go back and chew on some of this stuff here, like, like the bird, you know. This is one thing I learned when, uh, even in the walk of ministry, you know the example when the when the mother bird goes out and and picks up food or whatever, she keeps it in this little pouch. And this, what this little pouch does is is she's able to it chews up and and crushes up like Pablo. So when she goes back to the birds, her little baby birds, she upchucks all of this stuff, and they that's what they eat. That's what they eat off. So this this lesson is like mm. you get all this stuff and you're chewing it all up. And then after a while, you'll be able to swallow it. Once you swallow it, it said the word of God is like nourishment to our body, you all. It's nourishment. It helps us to think. It gives mm-hmm. us wisdom. Give us guidance, and we and we and we hear so many voices and so many different interpretations this day. People interpreting all kinds of stuff, and we and if we don't know that, we need to get the blinders off our mind. Get out of the blinders, because this 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 world has changed. I do know it's not like it was when I was a little bit of girl. Ain't none of this the same. And it's a new day, new way, and it's a new thing. Uh. Was I think it's in Joel one and two. I can't remember all. It talks about God is doing a new thing now. It will spring forth. This is a new thing. He said that to me way back in. Uh, it was in twenty January the one twenty twenty, and he said I'm doing a new thing. Wait a minute, I'm gonna look it up. Wait, hold on a minute. Let Let's see. I think it's Joel. Take your time. Let's see. I might have to Google it. Let's see. Take your time. Yeah, I want to see. God says I'm doing a new thing. I I, I just go right to Google, you all. I talked afterwards. Isaiah 43 and 19. Yeah. 
Help them doing that, that's things. one. That's one of them, but it's another one. See, I am doing a new thing now. It springs up to do, not perceive it. I'm baking away in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I like that one. That's a very good one. Thank you. Uh, let me just see if I can bring up Joel. Yeah. 